emotion than what I have preached the last two services. Tonight I would like to just remind us of how fortunate we are as apostolics to be who we are, to know what we know, to understand what we understand. What a privilege. What a privilege. I was sharing just a little bit of my testimony today at lunch. I, I was not raised in the church. My wife was. Matter of fact, she is. I have to count one, two, three, fourth generation Pentecost. If there is such a thing, you got to get it for yourself. You're, you're not born into this except by being born again. Because you can, you can have godly parents and never get God. Amen. And so, um, I did not have the privilege of knowing the truth, being taught the truth at a young age. I received a revelation which everybody needs their own revelation. It must be revealed to you. You must see the light and understand who God is. And if you have had revelation of the Godhead revealed to you you are a fortunate fortunate and privileged person in this building and in this city tonight God needs you right here right now doing what you are doing he's called you for, to the kingdom for such a time as this and I want to preach to us tonight for the next few minutes from Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 21. One verse of scripture. And she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins now if you have a King James Bible which is probably what you should have tonight I'll just leave that alone but I agree with your pastor And I am an advocate for the King James Version of the Bible. I believe it's the right one. And uh, if you have a King James, you will notice that the name Jesus is in all caps. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Would you join me and let's pray and ask that God would speak to us tonight and help us through his word. God, I thank you today. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're going to do in this house. I praise you today. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anoint me tonight in Jesus' name. Praise God. You may be seated. God bless you. 
there is a great significance that is placed throughout the word of God on a name. A name is given with a specific design in mind. It's not like we do today. Oftentimes when we go to choose a name for a child, we go to the internet and we find one that's catchy to us. And, uh, and, and we have, uh, we have this, this unique thing in uh, the South. People are going back to their roots and getting names that you can't pronounce, you can't dare spell, and you just can't, you, you know what I'm saying. And so it, it makes it very difficult for the school teachers and for people to sort of put names together. And, and so uh, they go to the internet, they research something that sounds really good. And now the kid has got to learn how to spell it. And that's difficult for them. You know, whatever happened to the name Bill and Bob and Chris and, and uh, you know, things like that that are easy to spell. Some of us have simple names like Mark. And I'll tell you how I got my name. It's no secret. I, my, the day I was born, uh, there was a dog outside the window. And it was a dog that had a speech impediment. And he was not saying bark. He was saying mark. And this dog is the one that named me. My mother said that'll be a good name for him. And that's how I got my name, by a dog with a speech impediment. But names were not of such in the Bible. The name Abraham was given because there were certain characteristics of this man named Abraham. If you will remember, his name was Abram before God got finished with him. And when God got finished with him, he gave him part of his name at that time. And he became known as Abraham. God shared his name with two people throughout the scripture and the other was Jacob. And God, when God renamed Jacob, he gave him another part of his name. And he said, Israel. So he shared the El and the Him of Elohim. And so this is, some people were, were given the name of God throughout the scripture, but not all of the name of God. Abraham meant the father of the faithful. Jacob meant a heel grabber or a rascal. And Jacob's name was changed. It was changed to Israel, which means simply prince, a prince with God and a prince with man. Moses' name was called Moses because he was taken from the water. Esau was named after his name because he was a hairy child. The sons of Jacob all were given unique and specific names and they, they shared their characteristics, their personalities, what they were to become, what they would be. This was their name revealed much about their character. When a name was given, there was significance behind it. It was not that they were 
were just given just any name from anywhere out of a good name book. But there had there was some meaning behind the name that they were given. The name of God has been a progressional revelation down through time. It has not been given all at one time. In other words, people learned this about God, and then people learned the other about God, and then something else, and something else, and something else to reveal a little bit more about the character of God. And these different names were used throughout the Bible. In the beginning, the Jewish people thought that the name of God was so sacred, so holy, and so special that they dared not to pronounce it. And it was only letters with no vowels. And it was, it was an unpronounceable word. This kept them from ever pronouncing the name of God. Later there were vowels that were added to this and that's where we get the name Yahweh. And then that translated into English then becomes Jehovah. So this brought about the use of the name Jehovah. And it is pronounced that way after vowels were added for pronunciation. In the scriptures, the name Yahweh or Jehovah simply mean the Lord. Singular, interpreted as the Lord. Not implying more than one, but the. Everybody say the. The Lord. There are Lords many, and there are God's many. But there is only one, the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Now, throughout the scripture, there was developed what we call compound names of God that revealed more about God. So it took us a little bit further from a name that was so holy and so reverent that it could not be pronounced then to names or compound names that would reveal just a little bit more about the character of God. These compound names are pretty common to us today. We talk about them like Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner or the Lord our victory. Jehovah Makedesh, the Lord that sanctifies. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. Jehovah Elion, the Lord most high. Jehovah Ray, the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Hosanu, the Lord our maker. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. And what happened at every one of these uses of these names, something specific that God did, and they turned around and said, Jehovah what he did. And they were revealing, revealing just a little bit more about his character. But they did not know his name. 
They did not understand the name that encompasses all of those characteristics. They did not understand the name. They did not know. They did not have the revelation of who and what the name is that encompasses every attribute of a one God that never changes and never fails and never falters. Each incident revealed something more about the character of God. However, this did not satisfy the desire of man to know the name of God. Men hungered and desired and prayed and sought after the name of God. Since the name of an individual in the Old Testament revealed things about their character. They were hungry to know about the character of God. They were hungry to know who he was, what he is, what his power encompasses, what all can he do, what all can he fix, what all can he correct, can I know all about him. As a very young man, I was told these words by the leaders of the church that I was raised in. When I asked, I need someone to explain to me the Trinity. I want to understand God. This was their answer. Your finite mind can never understand the infinity of God. It is a mystery. And that did not satisfy me. I found a bunch of uneducated, unschooled, untaught in a Bible school, untaught some kind of theology class that knew who Jesus was. Amen. Praise God. And when they explained it, I understood it. Amen. Praise God. Men desire to know the name of God. The reason for that hungry, hungry heart is because they want to know the attributes. They want to understand the character of God. Jacob was one that wrestled with the angel of the Lord. It's not strange that Jacob would inquire of God. I want to know your name. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And then the next phrase of that verse, And he blessed him there. I want to tell you, it's a good thing to want to know the name of God. It's a good thing to want to know who he is. It's a good thing to want to explore his character. It's a good thing to seek after him and say, God, I want to know you. Jacob wanted to know his name. Manoah, the father of Samson, inquired after the name of the Lord. And he was told that it's a secret. So it's a special name. Don't, why do you ask after my name, seeing it is a secret. So evidently, Jehovah this, Jehovah that, 
Jehovah the other, and I'm not minimizing those compound names, but those were not the name of God. They shared some of his attributes at a certain point in time, but it did not reveal his character. Zechariah the prophet prophesied of the revelation of the name. He said it like this, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. And in that day shall there be one Lord. And his name one. Not Jehovah Jireh. Not Jehovah Shammah. Not Jehovah Shalom. But there's going to be Lord. One Lord. All it's going to take is one. It's not going to take three, divided up, co-equal, co-powerful, co-existent. But there's going to be one Lord, and that's going to be enough God to get the job done. And then he goes one step further, and he says, and his name shall be one. Praise God. Doesn't have to be divided into different segments, in different sections to show the character of God. But he said the day is coming that there will be one Lord and his name will be one. And that one name shall describe all the attributes of God. Moses inquired about the name of the Lord. He had two questions. One was, Who shall I tell them has sent me? And what is his name? So it was a, a desire all down through the Old Testament to know the name of God. Prophets wrote about it. Men spoke about it. They talked about the name of the coming Messiah. They talked about the one that when he comes, he's going to be one and his name shall be one. Even Isaiah wanted to know about God. I can imagine what Isaiah was feeling about the ninth chapter of his writings. When Isaiah was sitting by candlelight in his writing room being inspired of God to write these things and as he began to write he got to the sixth verse of the ninth chapter and he began to write and his name shall be called and I can imagine the trembling of the hand of that old prophet I can imagine how he got so excited that he was shining brighter than the candlelight and his bones began to tremble and he said we've always wanted to know his name and I'm just about to get his name I'm just about to understand his name I'm just about to pin his name and he wrote these words, and his name shall be called. And the closest he could get was wonderful, 
Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Praise God. Now he was getting close, but he wasn't getting his name. He was getting some adjectives of who he would be and what he was all about, but he was not getting his name at that particular time. And as he, no doubt in disappointment, thought, I almost got his name. And then he goes to the next verse and he says, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Now I want to, this is just a little side issue. But when Jesus pictured the shepherd going out to get the one lost sheep, he took the sheep and he laid it Across his shoulders. But Isaiah said he can handle the government of the world on one shoulder. But when it comes to your problem, when it comes to your trial, when it comes to your test, when it comes to your temptation, to your sickness, he lays that on both of his shoulders. And he holds you close. And he wraps you around and he holds your little feet and he carries you and he bears your burdens. That's the kind of God we got. He cares about where you are. He cares about what you're going through. Amen. Isaiah almost wrote his name. However, he just described it. And then all of a sudden, communication stops. It ends. The Old Testament comes to a close without a revelation of the name of God being given. And there are 400 years known as 400 years of silence between the close of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New. Not one word is penned. Not one revelation was given. Not one prophet spoke total silence and if 40 years represents a generation for 10 generations not one word wrote not one promise given not one thing mentioned about a revelation just total stone cold silence And then one day, the silence is broken. No word from God in over 400 years. Generations have passed since the prophecies of his coming. But that day, that day, he decided to speak. And this time, it 
God was in a peculiar place that he began to speak. Luke chapter 1 and verse number 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Four hundred years has passed and not one word. Four hundred years and not one prophecy. Four hundred years and not one inquiry about the name of God. And then all of a sudden, an angel appears to a little woman and he begins to say, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. Praise God. What all the prophets never got. What they never could hear. What they never could understand. And the angel steps forward after 400 years of nothing. And he said, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. What every writer in the Old Testament longed to know, desired to hear, wanted the revelation of, you stand here tonight and you know his name. You know his name is Jesus. Oh, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Sort of sounds like what Isaiah was saying. Then said Mary to the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God one of the greatest oneness scriptures in the Bible because the Holy Ghost came upon her she was overshadowed by the Most High and what she brought forth she conceived of the Holy Ghost and he was called the Son of God now if they're not one and the same then Jesus had two fathers but they are one 
and the same. And what was happened in her and what she conceived was the power of God that was controlled or was manifested or revealed in the form of flesh. Amen. Praise God. Several things that I think we ought to note where this happened is important. It happened in Nazareth, the poorest region of Israel. Who heard the voice? Just a single virgin of real of no real significance. Now some churches want to make it all about her. But she was just the vehicle. She was just the vessel that carried this revelation to mankind. Why she heard the voice is because she had found favor with God. The prophecy of the voice said, you shall conceive. The miracle of the voice was conception without human intervention. The most significant thing is that this is the first time ever that the name of God had been revealed. Wow. Many attributes were revealed. Many characteristics. But when Zechariah said there will be one Lord and his name shall be one. It could not be a name like Mark, Matthew, Luke, or John. It had to be a name that reached all the way back to the beginning. And just like a big old snowplow, just grabbed it all and pulled it forward. And then when that name was announced, it, it, uh, it was synonymous with everything he had ever done. With every power that had ever been revealed. With every revelation of him. It had to encompass everything in that name. Matthew 1 and 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. My introduction tonight, my message is when you say Jesus, you have said it all. <laughs> Praise God. It's a name that goes back to the very beginning of time. And it grabs every attribute, every characteristic, every description, every miracle, every power. It grabs it all and it's all wrapped up in that five letter word called Jesus. And there's enough power to back it up in heaven and hell shakes at the mention of the name of Jesus. Oh, praise God. You see, the meaning of the name Jesus simply means, Jeho it's another one of those compound names. Jehovah Savior. Or Jehovah has become my salvation. His name alone tells us 
who he is. Jesus was this great God Jehovah that became our salvation. One of the most ignorant, foolish things that anybody could ever believe is that the first person of the Godhead looks at the second person of the Godhead and says, I love them people down there so much, you go and die for them. Makes no sense. But he came himself. He took upon himself the form of a man. He did what no other man could do because he was not just a man. He was more than a man. And if it is a fact, and it is a medical fact, that your blood type is determined by your father. And when this Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary, Mary was the vehicle. But I want you to know the blood that flowed in his veins was priceless, sinless, precious blood that one drop could wash away all my sins. And there is still power in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. So the meaning Jesus, Jehovah's salvation there's just a few things more that I'd like to point out about him. Colossians chapter 2, verse number 9. For in him dwelleth all. And everybody say all. All. That means if anybody else is there, they ain't got none of it. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I'm telling you tonight when you say Jesus you have said it all. It's enough. It's a saving name. It's a delivering name. It's a redeeming name. It's a healing name. It's a victorious name. When you say Jesus you've said it all. John chapter 14 and 14 says if you ask anything in my Name, I will do it. When you say Jesus, you've said it all. Acts chapter 3 and verse number 6, a unique story. Peter and John going up to the temple at the hour of prayer. No doubt they've seen this lame man many times. No doubt they've made contributions many times. But this particular day, Peter's looked at him and he said, Silver and gold, have I none? Have I none? Silver and gold is not what I've got. But such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise and walk! When you say Jesus, you've said it all. And that crippled man lame in his feet. I want to tell you what walked up to him that day. A miracle walked up to him that day. Let me just give you a little Mark Fogarty theology here. A miracle walked up to that lame man that day and it was going to be different for the rest of his life. And there was a miracle standing there waiting to happen. And Peter looked at him, he said, Such as I have given in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
Then he gave the command, rise and walk. I believe the man was healed whether he ever got up or not. But if he had not have got up, he would have never known his miracle. He would have never known the power that walked up to him that day. He would have never understood the power that was in the name of Jesus. Because whether I respond to the name or not, it does not diminish the power of his name. For every alcoholic, there is deliverance. For every drug addict, there is deliverance. For every whoremonger, there is deliverance. For every fornicator, there is deliverance. It just because they don't accept and don't act on what the name gives, it does not diminish the power of the name. Praise God. When you say Jesus, you said it all. Matthew 28 and verse number 18. Jesus said, all power. Again, that word all. If there was anybody else there, they didn't have any. Left out. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Because when you say Jesus, you've said it all. You said everything every writer said about Jehovah. You said everything that 400 years of silence couldn't say. You say everything that an angel announced to a virgin called Mary. When you say Jesus, you have said it all. Paul received a great revelation about the name of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 21. Said far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come far above way above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. He's king. He's Lord. There's nobody like him. Nobody compares with him. Nobody competes with him. The opposite of Jesus is not the devil. All the devil is is a fallen angel. I want to tell you, he is a great God. He is the great God Jehovah. He has the power to save and the power to deliver. And when you say the name of Jesus, it's above all principality. It's above all power. It's above every name that could be mentioned. No name like his name. When it came time for the Messiah, they didn't go to the internet looking for a name. An angel came from heaven and told Mary, now this is going to be a different kind of pregnancy, young lady. The Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. The power of the Almighty shall overshadow you. And you are going to bring forth the Son of God. 
And the beautiful thing about what happened with Mary is the same thing God wants to do with us. When the Holy Ghost overshadows you and you conceive what God wants to do in your life and you get it and it's working inside of you it wants to come out and we hadn't got nine months to wait for it to get out of us we gotta get it in us and we gotta take it to the streets because the world needs to know who Jesus is and you shall bring forth that which is born of you when you say Jesus it says it all where did he get his name Philippians chapter 2 verse number 9 tells us says wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father simply put when you say Jesus you have said it all Christians must use the name that works. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 17. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm telling you there is power in that name. There is liberty in that name. There is victory in that name. Acts 4 and 12 says neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. When you say Jesus. It's more than John more than Mark, more than Luke, more than Matthew. It's more than many other names that could be mentioned. It's more than Lord. It's more than God. It's more than O King. When you use His name, there's power behind it. We are faced with the dilemma of being politically correct and in most public settings I don't know about in Canada but in the United States many many times when prayers are prayed in public settings they are told you can, you can pray to God you can pray to the Lord you can pray to an higher being but don't give him a name 
Well, I want to tell you, if he don't have a name, it's like buying the generic brand in the store. Because I want to tell you, he's a name brand God. When you say Jesus, oh, you've said it all. Praise God. Now I want to tell you tonight how fortunate you are to know that name. You are so fortunate not only to know that name, but you wear that name. When you went down in a watery grave and you gave up your identity and you said, I want to be identified with your death, burial, and resurrection. I'm going to die in your name. I'm going to be buried in your name. And I'm going to rise in your name. And anything I ask in that name, it shall be done. I'm telling you tonight in this service, whatever you need, when you say Jesus, you've said it all. Whatever your burdens are tonight, when you say Jesus, you've said it all. When it doesn't matter what the problems are, what the obstacles are, what the mountains are, what the valleys look like, when you say Jesus, you have said it all. Romans 10 and 13. Would you stand with me? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. His name is Jesus. There is no God beside him. What does a Trinitarian do with that scripture? There's no God before him. In front of him, behind him, or on either side. He alone is the Lord. And if he alone is the Lord, he can only have one name. And if he can only have one name, why not have the name that's above every name? Praise God. I'm glad I know who he is tonight. I'm glad I know the power of his name. I'm glad I have the revelation of who Jesus is. I'm glad I know there's one God. I'm glad I went down in the name of Jesus. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Oh, we may fall and we may stumble and we may trip. But I have news for the devil tonight. We may be down, but we're not out. Oh, rejoice not against me, oh, mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. Oh, praise God. Come on, let's give him a little praise in this place right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you glad you're a Pentecostal tonight? Are you glad you're apostolic that you know who Jesus is? Oh, praise God. Praise God. Oh,